Hey, I'm joined by Steve Easton, also known as Steve Beeston, former world championship uh, player and uh, a guy who perpetually looks like he gets too involved in his child's sports games. How's it going, Steve? It's all right. Thanks, Mike. How are you doing tonight? You are right? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? I like how you say tonight and it's like late afternoon for me and it's the next day for you. It is. It's quarter past midnight here. It's uh, beautiful. I'm all right, actually. I got a game in tonight on Vasco, so a bit of practice. That's good. Oh, we're going to talk about that. That's excellent. All right. For those who don't know you, although many do, uh, maybe a brief introduction, your gaming background, whatnot. Um, I've been playing Guild Ball since season one. Um, got to the World Championships first season. Um, played WTC for the last two years, playing for again this year. Uh, been team captain for England for two years and Scotland one captain this year. Um, won Vengeance this year as well and been to numerous world qualifiers all over the world. Nice. Well, so I'm I'm interested because yeah, like you said, you were on the UK teams, uh, the England teams previously, and now you're on the uh, the S- Scottish team. So, well, I guess what was the what was the why the change? Um. So, first off, when we we started, obviously it was really the English medal was really kind of new, and there weren't that many Scottish players actually playing. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was only really Fraser. And then like a couple of others that were kind of doubling their, t- you know, dipping their toe in, um, and then I thought after two years to let other people have a chance to kind of organise and do things and see more people kind of coming through. Um, and this year Scotland were really keen to actually get their own teams going, um, so it was to do that. And also I think you know I really enjoyed playing with Fraser. Um, I actually lived in Scotland for a huge amount of time. I still own a, a flat there and, and go there, so uh, it just seemed kind of a good fit. Okay. So I guess uh, then my follow-up question is, how does it feel to go from, you know, generally considered one of the best players in the English meta to one of the worst players in the Scottish one? (laughs) Uh, I wouldn't quite say that, but um, the Scottish meta has got some very solid players, um, even though they are kind of spread all around uh, the UK at the moment. Oh, that's interesting. So obviously we've got like Steve Coles in London. He's on team two, I think, and he's like ranked seventh or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, who's still living in Scotland? Fraser now is in Manchester working for Steamforge, and myself, sure. really, obviously, about an hour from Manchester. So, are any um, of the any of the people on the Scottish team actually currently living in Scotland? Yeah, Al Al lives in Scotland. Okay, good. I was just making and, sure. And I think most of uh, team three and the other two of team two do as well. Okay. Gotcha. Uh, so you've you've traveled quite a bit for Go Ball, uh, some may say. How has uh, your experience been with traveling, and do you have any interesting stories? Um, yeah, I, I've I've traveled to Belgium, Poland, Ireland, America, um, and uh, Scotland. Went to Scotland obviously this year as well. So I've traveled a fair bit. Um, I have to say that the Go Ball community around the world is fantastic. Um, meeting people um, that I've played online or, or spending time having a beer and stuff. Um, it's it's definitely one of the better things and one of the reasons I keep going back to things like the WTC is because there is that community aspect of it mm-hmm. and everyone's very friendly and it, it is it's really good to kind of catch up with people and, and little you know a bit of a rivalry sometimes but I think 
the Guildball community is, is quite different from the War Machine and from other kind of competitive games I've played. Um, people seem to be genuine, genuinely a lot nicer, you know, <laughs> not as not, not as like win at all costs. They want to win, but yeah, it's yeah. a lot more like um, clean play. And I, and I think I really like the aspect of the game and the community. Um, I haven't managed to get everywhere I want to go yet. There was a, there's a tournament in Dubai that I'd like to get to if I can afford it. And I'd like to come back to America. That was a, a great experience going to Chicago. Um, hung out with Jordan and Jared and obviously some of you guys. And, and it was really nice to kind of see how the, the games played over there and just kind of hang out with people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nice. Um, oh, man, I had it. I had a, a question that came up from that. Um lost it terrible oh no you were saying uh, it was a comment not a question there uh, you were mentioning um you know the difference between guild ball community at like the competitive level and other games and uh the way i i've always thought about it like the guild ball game like when you sit down in the game it's serious and everybody's trying to win but like afterwards you know you're drinking and having fun with everybody and not that that doesn't happen in other things but i definitely see in uh I'm, you know, I'm thinking of War Machine having been at the WTC. Like, you know, there there will be matches where those people are not necessarily going to be friends. And that's not, again, not always true. And I know the War Machine people say that they have a really great community for WTC too. So it's not a knock against them. But I mean, I've I've seen definitely differences between uh, between the two. Yeah, I think one of the things, the big difference is that people from all different countries kind of, talk more and kind of get more involved they're not in their own separate groups uh with your ball whereas in in war machine i've kind of seen a little bit less of that maybe mm. when i go mm-hmm. when i go um to wtc whatever i i hang out with, with people from all over the world and and it's very easy to do that and everyone kind of intermingles it's not like separate little camps as much and, and i think that's a really good aspect of it. it's very inclusive mm-hmm. yeah yeah Definitely, definitely, that's a big plus. Um, I was going to ask you what you're most excited about for WTC, but you're going to get the same answer that everybody else gives. So I'm going to bar you from giving that answer. You cannot Wait, say you cannot say the people. Okay, all right, okay. Um, that's not actually. I wouldn't have given that answer. Oh, okay. Go ahead. Um, so there are some people that I do want to catch up with, but for me, I think. The reason I really like the WTC is the high-level competitive games. Um, so normally when you're playing at a tournament, you maybe get like one or two really tough games, and you know where you really have to stretch and push yourself. And at the WTC, there's a lot more of that. So like almost every game is at that kind of high level. And it's it's I, I kind of feel like I elevate my play and I play better when I'm kind of in that environment. So I really kind of like that mental challenge of it. All right, nice, nice. You're a, you're another one who's big on the uh, on the what the like just the 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 competitive part of the game, like the getting into the game and just chewing apart that game and actually like the strategy and the tactics and whatnot. So it sounds like yeah, yeah. It's 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 um, a very it becomes a lot a lot more tactical. Like uh, I suppose in some games you kind of go into a bit autopilot because you feel in your comfort zone and. And there you're not, so you're always having to, to think and you're, you know, there's different matters coming together, so you're having to adapt and having to try to look outside the box and think about what people are doing because obviously you're not used to maybe stuff in the same way. So it's, it's, it's a lot more challenging and I really enjoy that aspect. Nice. Um, 
so speaking of uh you know the event and and kind of the lead up to it how uh, have you and uh if you know about it how has the you know your team been preparing um well i know that fraser's at the london gt this weekend as are quite a few of the steamforge guys um and quite a lot of the scottish guys in general um so that's going to be a really big event. I think they're kind of big event before WTC. Um, we've we obviously spent a bit of time talking around teams, and um, they can't. As a team, we kind of played what we want. You know, we, we did have an overview of how the meta's doing and what we thought it would be, and I think we've got answers to pretty much everything if we can get the matchups we want. Um, I think a lot of people were surprised by the heavy football aspect to a lot of the teams. And I think that we've managed to anticipate that and we've got answers to that in all three of our teams. Nice. Um, in terms of actual gameplay, I mean, I, I was I was playing Hunters for a little bit to see if they answered some of the more troublesome matchups or more kind of difficult ones. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I kind of felt that they were really a one-captain team mainly at the moment. You um, need to playing. you need to place Skater, my friend. <laughs> no, no. As much as I like Skater, the problem is it's the matchups. It's what matchups you drop her into, and it's a bit like um, rock paper scissors. You know, it's like uh, list chicken. If if you drop Scatter and they drop the other captain, then it's in their favor. Um, and I don't. Can you give an example of of those matchups? Because I'm ready to disagree with you, but I want to hear. Okay, well, I'll pick a. T- I'm trying to give another team now. Um, okay, so I know fish would probably be a good example. Mm-hmm. So if you're playing into fish and they play, um, if they play maybe shark or quite a heavy aggressive football team, they've got better ball control than you and better ways of actually hiding the ball, as well as being able to do damage. Um, or they could play corsair. I think that's a matchup that. Depending on how you pick, it, I would always kind of go for Steeljaw because she can play into a standoffish Corsair team or try and control a Shark team. Mm-hmm. Whereas if uh, if you do pick Scatter and they pick, depending on what they pick, I think that they can go heavy football or heavy fighting, and and you can't flex as much into that as they can. You really rely on the bear a lot, and the bear can be kind of controlled by those teams. Okay. Also, they get the ball a lot better than you do. Interesting, interesting. Um, my my idea for the split has been basically, um, unless it's like a slam dunk steel jaw matchup, like where steel jaw is like just good into the entire team, it's kicking Skatha and receiving steel jaw. Um, so with like the matchups, that's like some of the guilds where uh, steel jaw is probably the better pick against both captains so that probably puts it up to about maybe like 60 65% um steel jaw but i don't know i'm just thinking of and obviously part of this was um it was better when it was beginning of season 4 release season 4 but you know you could always play skatha as a support captain that just throws out to damage snare on people and dodges a model if or or dodges a model if needed. I fully agree with that. The issue I think now is that in four point two, a lot of the teams have got a larger threat extension, and their damage outputs also increased. So before, where you could use your threat range um, more effectively, 
it's harder to do so to use distance as, as a mitigation factor. Mm -hmm. and the output models for um, hunters are quite few. So you've really got the bear, one other model, maybe JCAR, who's quite vulnerable, and possibly Egret, who's going to put some chip damage at the end of the turn. But you don't really have any kind of like um, two or three models that can do a lot of work in a turn. And Scather itself doesn't if you're playing as a support model. Um, and you kind of lack that hard control that some other teams have. For sure. So, I, I like, uh, I mean, playing into, as an example, Butchers out threat them, even with Scather, I think, by quite a distance now. Um, Sure. I mean, Shank can, yes. <laughs> I don't know if I would say all Butchers can, but Shank can, sure. But Butchers out threat yeah. a lot of people. Lot I was going to say, yeah. they, they've out threaded people for quite a while now. I mean, since the Cooks have been. Uh, an option you, for them. But if you if you look at all the teams, you've got um, Union and probably out threat them. Order do with their all the shenanigans if they want to play like a BD team. Uh, Masons do by superior strategy. Um, you know, there's a lot of teams that that can out threat them. You've got to worry about models being pulled in into fish, especially with Battle Shark as well now. Um, <laughs> I think there's there's a there's a there's a lot of stuff. I mean, I'm not saying they're bad at all. I'm just saying that it's it's quite matchup dependent and how you play it. And that I found was it was tricky to know when to drop scatter um, when you want when you want to go overbearingly football heavy, like maybe into farmers. Uh huh. Interesting. By the way, coincidentally, I played scatha into Union for the Vassal tournament uh, yesterday, the other day, whenever. I would think Wednesday, and uh, I managed to win while getting my captain jailed two times. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> what did he drop, Rage or Blackheart? Oh, Rage. Okay. Yeah. Um, I mean, he, he made a couple mistakes. He was a little too passive uh, in the game, but I also made a couple mistakes. I played him. Uh, I played a little too passive too, which almost came to bite me because then I was just in a bad position where I had to charge bone uh bone saw benediction for to get uh scathe goal and charging benediction is never something that scathe wants to do so <laughs> i flubbed my i flubbed my role but luckily he flubbed his counterattack, so it was beautiful <laughs> um anyway so uh you know, you switch back to Masons for the WTC, and you kind of mentioned why already. Uh, I was going to mention that you, and you've mentioned that you play a lot of games on Vassal. Do you think that's been, or I guess how has that been helpful for your preparation and practice? Um, so I, I find games on Vassal to be some help, but not as helpful as actually playing proper games. Uh -huh. um, so I think that Vassal issues really are uh, maybe two or threefold. So the first one is that there's no clock, and clock pressure, especially if you're a good player, is, an, is another tool to your arsenal and is something you use wisely. Mm -hmm. um, people can almost always try and play the perfect game because there isn't that kind of element of pressure, so they make less mistakes. Um, mm -hmm. And in some matchups, clock is probably one of your strongest win conditions. Mm -hmm. uh, the vassal dice are quite spiky at times, so that can really, in a close game against a uh, kind of a similar level opponent, you expect maybe one or two dice rolls to, to really kind of make a difference. But Vassal dice tend to be quite a lot higher in spikes, so that can that can really swing things. Um, and also, I think the positional element of it, it's 
a lot easier sometimes to see the whole board whereas when you're kind of playing on the on the table you're kind of focusing in different areas and, it, and it, you maybe miss stuff or you may be not aware of the positional element quite as, as much so there's mm -hmm. a little bit more of a skill involved um i think it's good to try stuff out and i think it is good to get reps in against people from all over mm -hmm. um so there is there is definitely value to it um but i think it's just obviously caveating that with understanding what you're trying to gain from it when you're playing and what you're taking away. So mm -hmm. similar to what Alex said uh, in your interview in terms of setting yourself kind of a goal that you're trying to achieve, you know, try, if you're trying something into something for a specific reason, did that actually, you know, could you make that work? Was it viable or was it just the the way that the game played out that it, you know, it didn't really become relevant? Uh, okay. So Vassal is quite good, but, uh, and I mean, obviously I'm enjoying the tournament at the moment. Uh, you're, set up which is quite fun yeah we got a good we get a good crowd mm, um but I, I do prefer playing um playing in person um i find that the uh the clock is is much more of a factor and especially you know it gets a bit tense in the last sort of five minutes if it ever gets that far and people kind of rushing making mistakes and, and you can really capitalize on that mm -hmm. um so my, I, mean, I guess the most important question of this whole thing is what are you going to do when you lose a, g a game at the WTC and you don't have any vassal dice to blame? <laughs> um, I, I actually, I don't mind losing if I've made a mistake. I, I you know, I actually, and so you can learn from that. Um, and I just don't like losing when I've played well and my opponents also played well, but it's come down to them spiking at the right time or me spiking at the right time. I don't like sure. winning like that either. Yeah, yeah, understandable. Uh, well, as I say, just for a little context for everybody who, uh, everybody else, uh, Steve was talking to me about hunters up until uh, the end of a vassal game where he complained to me about dice, and I wasn't, I didn't watch, so very likely, completely, you know, completely valid complaints. But then he's just like, "I'm done with hunters. Screw it, Masons." Um. <laughs> <laughs> It, it wasn't specifically for that. I, I know, I know. But that's what you told me at the time because you were still, you were still on the. You're like, I'm going back to. I'm done with hunters. So it was just. Uh, so some of the some of the design factors was that I'd have to paint four models, which I didn't have painted for hunters, and I got mm. all my masons. Um, but also in terms of how we plan to drop into different teams, hunters are a team that you can't drop first as much. Mm -hmm in my opinion so and you want to be potentially open to being a first drop uh, yeah and i think mason's specific uh, well all three of our teams can do that in masons blacksmiths and fish but with hunters uh, we'd have to look to protect them in certain matchups and also blacksmiths so that could cause some matchup issues mm -hmm. to protect two teams uh, and i think we've got a better spread with what we've got nice nice um and you had mentioned uh, you had mentioned like you no replacement for the the local games and i just realized this is something that actually i think is a bigger deal for the uk people because there's so many options but what's uh i actually don't know this what's your local gaming club do you have one uh not at the moment no actually all of my local guys have stopped playing they've moved on to other stuff oh um, so it's actually been quite hard to get games locally um, I'm i i can relate <laughs> Yeah, well, you've just moved. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, you were saying hopefully what? Um, hopefully I'm going to get some games in against Fraser in about a week. Um, 
you know, practice some matchups. We were both interested in seeing how they work out. Oh, nice. Um, the, 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 the dojo time machine, the montage training montage before the event. Yeah. I mean, I think you can get quite a lot of value out of just talking through and, and kind of playing out the first few turns. Sure. Um, and looking at how you're picking stuff and, you know, just so you're going in with the right kind of mindset. I mean, I, we've already sat down and gone through how we're going to do matchups and kind of analyze each team and stuff like that. So we put quite a bit of prep into it already. Nice. All right. Um, so you, I guess you've kind of spoke, we've spoken around this, but, um, you know, going, seeing all the spread of the, the guilds at WTC, one, what do you feel, what guilds do you feel are really strong in the meta right now? And do you feel like um, the WTC is kind of represented, uh, you know, pairing a uh, team compositions are uh, representative of that uh and is there anything you think people should watch for not necessarily people playing at the wtc but just people in general in the community should watch for in in terms of things that might surprise you think might catch people unaware or surprise people um so i think the spread of guilds is is pretty much as expected fisher obviously one of the strongest guilds and they've always been represented very well um europeans do tend to play slightly differently to the americans in terms of mm -hmm. the versatility and the way we the, the, kind of the, maybe the, the teams we pick and i think that's kind of represented as well in in the spread um i think looking at this year compared to last year people have got a better understanding of how the team selection works in terms of how you would potentially drop and uh, you know, into different matchups. And so I think there's it's a lot harder now this year that people have got much better composition of their three teams. Mm -hmm. uh, you've got some teams that have gone very aggressive, three very high football teams. Uh, you've got some teams that have gone some very kind of solid grindy stuff. So there isn't really a, a bad drop. Um, so I think, and, and then you've got a mix in between as well. You know, some people playing some high tempo and other people playing that kind of grindy. Um, so I think the team composition overall is, is much better. Um, there's only a few teams that we I've looked at and I've thought, okay, that's going to be kind of a little bit tricky that what we're going to drop into. It's going to come down to skill matchups. Mm -hmm. uh, but then, you know, you're going to rely on that anyway in, in matchups. You can't always guarantee two out of three good ones. Sure. Well, um, so real quick, real quick before you answer the second part, do you think that's just, uh, that team composition stuff is intentional or are you just, uh, or is it a fluke? Well, you know, like there P because the question I, I had for, you know, some of the other people were like, do you think people consciously, and it sounds like for you guys kind of, you, you did consciously choose teams, not just that you practiced, but also that would have a good spread of matchups and a good, you know, pairing together uh, versus just like pick the teams that you've been playing and that you feel comfortable with. I think, Teams will have done both. Uh, you'll have some teams that will have just played stuff because they want to. Mm -hmm. uh, but I'm sure there'll be people on, on their three that will have thought about, you know, well, how, how can we, what can I play to complement that? Um, I think generally most people will have thought about their matchups, especially teams that want to win. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, you know, there's probably seven or eight teams that certainly in with a chance of winning. And I, I look at. Oh, what are those, what are those seven or eight teams, my friend? Um, I'm putting you on the well, spot I'd like, here. Yeah, I'd like to. I'd like to think that Scotland won. have got a chance. Uh, England won. Um, USA. 
uh, won, Germany won, Poland, France, um, and maybe a couple of second teams. So maybe USA 2, Scotland 2 is actually pretty strong. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't know, uh, maybe Germany 2 as well. Um, got Martin on there, he's a, a very solid player. Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, there's, there's about seven or eight teams, depending on how the draw goes and how the matches go. To- sure. Nice. And then obviously you might get you might get some something out of the blue. Some some people surprise you as well. Um, one of the teams I am surprised to see so much of actually is Alchemists, which I don't think is a bad drop at all. It's it's quite polarizing. Um, some teams can handle it and some teams can't. But the changes to Midas have obviously been quite positive. It's been picked up quite quickly. Yeah, Midas and Vetcat. Um, yeah, well, I mean Midas and. Um, Cami as well. Yeah, sorry. It's well, sorry. Let's be real. It's Midas, mascot, Cami, vet cat, and then uh, fill in the other models. <laughs> Crucible and yeah, yeah, <laughs> and yeah. probably Venom. Yeah, uh, a little bit of flex in there, so, but yes, yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> I, I mean, it's a very aggressive football team that that can put out a bit of hurt as well. So um, those are always fun. Players, yeah, and it can also swap up to the smoke. So there, there are a lot of alchemists, which um, I think is actually good to see the change from you know in a short period of time. Mm-hmm. Um, I think most teams are represented, aren't they? Maybe. Is it- um, I want to say every team's represented. Uh, even navigators have two. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Germany too have got navs, if I remember rightly. I, I, it makes sense. I, nothing surprises me when it comes to the Germans. <laughs> I think mine's on fish. There's a Navs plan, I can't remember the other one. So yeah, quite a quite a good spread. But um yeah, so I'm I'm happy to see that the, the spread of guilds is good and, and that people have thought about it. What was the second part of your question? It was uh anything specifically that people uh should watch for that might be like a, a surprise or a dark horse, like, you know, a, a guild or something like that that, you know, people and aren't uh, expecting. And you kinda said it with Alchemists a little bit, but well, I actually think that the guild that's going to do really well, that's going to surprise people, is Order. Um, I think there's going to be some very quick games with Order, um, and also people are going to be surprised with Benny and Fangtooth actually outfighting them, mm-hmm. uh, and just using the ball as a, a movement tool and playing very negatively, and then kind of um, you know being able to actually outsustain them. Mm-hmm. So I think people are going to be surprised by that if they're not, you know. That's going to be a bit of a shock. That that kind of switch up. Can I ask you a question? How do you play negatively? That's a that is a new term for for the standoff, if that's what you were referring to. But I like it. <laughs> um, so because you because they've always got the ball of light, uh-huh. um, even when they're kicking or receiving, they can threaten to pressure a goal at any point. But also they can use that threat extension um, and the last activation, which you can't counter for most teams. Mm-hmm. So if if you if you use the ball and come in, then you're going to be going into like Fangtooth and Benny that have got a lot of influence on them. That's not going to end well. Um, and if you don't go in, then they're going to be able to leverage their ball to actually engage on you on their terms. And Benny's got pushes all over the place, so he ends up actually pushing you back into his team, uh, a bit like the um, the decimate taxi in a way. Sure. Um, but at the same time, they pressure the ball a lot better than Brewers do. So. Um, they can they can play and if you come into them, you've also got to deal with a counter charge as well. 
so they can they can put in quite a difficult situation um, all at the same time whether it's you know threatening you even by not actually moving forward mm -hmm. nice all right well um last questions well one do you have a do you have a gift for you know to keep with the tradition for wtc uh, we've not taken gifts before, but we have actually got some stuff this year lined up. So yes, if they all arrive, it'll be good. Uh, but we have got some stuff for all the Team Scotland guys to give away. Oh, uh, is it secret? Is it secret tech? <laughs> it's not secret tech, no. Um, so hopefully if they all arrive, we're going to have some widgets and steppers for everybody with uh, Scotland stuff. And we've also got um, some special dice trays that a few people have, have helpfully um, bought. And we're also, you know, we've got our own ones we may give away as well. Which are uh, which are pretty nice. Nice, nice. So you'll uh, I'll send you my address, and I'm going to say this by the way for <laughs> everyone that I interview, uh, and I'll, I'll I'll be expecting that in the mail. Thanks. Um, <laughs> anything else you'd like to say before the event to anyone? Anyone to shout out? Any things? Uh, no, I'm just uh, I'm looking forward to uh, catching up everyone, having a beer with Timmy, and seeing if he's going to injure himself again this year. Uh, um, I mean, the answer is yes, but. <laughs> Well, just, the question is what body the question is what body part so yeah um <laughs> hopefully i get to play timmy this year um we keep avoiding each other at, at wtc um i'd quite like to play uh, usa one as well ah you versus bots huh and co and yeah yeah i'd like i'd like to see how that goes that would be a, an interesting team matchup so uh That'll be good. Wonder if uh, how people deal with the pressure and, and kind of expectation of that. That'd be that'd be an interesting match. That would be yeah. That would be good. There would be a lot of. I think that I'd love to see one of those big. As much as it'd be really cool to see a, uh, a team do well that you know nobody's expecting. I would love to see like a just a big name group of like people that everybody knows uh, or you know a lot of people know and 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 know are you know top players. That would be cool to see in the final. So we can really yeah. smack talk you really badly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, so we did that. What were we gonna say? What? Yeah, we did. Yeah. It turns uh, out yeah. Fraser Fraser is good and uh, came down to a good good fifty fifty ball scatter, which is always a fun way to end the game. Um, you know, Frank's a champion, and then uh, I think you must have done something to psychologically intimidate Jared. Uh, for him to throw <laughs> to throw away that game to you at the end there, but he but he did. <laughs> Just kidding. They were all great games. It was good. It was fun. It was a good game. Yeah, uh, the, I think it, the thing is when we played that last round, everyone was that was the last game playing in the whole event, wasn't it? And uh, well, because because we lost, but yes, yeah. Well, no, but what I mean is the, the the team that was playing on table one had already finished, so was, oh. that was the decision to see if the event carried on or not. Yes, exactly. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so it was uh, quite a lot of pressure. That was that was fun. Yeah, that was a good one. All right. Well, thanks for thanks for joining me, Steve, and uh, good luck at the event. Um, and you know, maybe you'll surprise me and uh, prove that you're actually decent at this game. <laughs> <laughs> thanks Mike thanks for having me yeah alright thanks for coming on